This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I really, I'm getting sick of my own voice, Aaron. <laughs> you think someone who works in radio and television would never say that, but I'm, I think I'm close to that. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, Shay Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer, filling in for Canty and Carlin this evening as we're getting ready for those uh, eight seed games coming up shortly. I can't get it right every time. Never. Eighth place games? Eighth place games. The Eighth conclusion games. of the play-in. There it is. We, we really need someone to come up with a better name for all of this. Maybe Tim Bontemps has the answer. Our ESPN NBA reporter is joining us now, and we are having trouble with saying the finality of the play-in games tonight. We don't know how to word it correctly, Tim, so roll with us if you will. Let's start with the first of those two games, and that'd be the Heat and the Bulls, the unsuspected Heat, the 10 seed playing, uh, I'm sorry, the Bulls, the 10 seed playing the Heat who looked completely discombobulated in their last game. How do you see this game going tonight? And do you think it matters? Do you think it matters that DeMar's daughter isn't going to be in attendance? (laughs) Well, certainly it'll probably matter in the free throw shooting for Miami, given how the game the other night went to Toronto. But, I mean, look, to me, this game comes down to the Miami Heat. Uh, As you mentioned, uh, they look completely out of sorts in the first 20 minutes of that game. And then the final 28 minutes of that game, it basically looked like how I thought it was going to the whole game. But they dug themselves such a big hole that it was too much for them to overcome. So I think if the Heat play the way they are capable of, I think they're clearly the better team. I think Jimmy Butler's clearly the best player. And they should win this game and advance to play the Bucs in the first round. But if they look anything like they did in, ga- in the game against Atlanta on Tuesday, there's going to be – a real opportunity for Chicago to win. I will also point out, however, that, you know, there was all the talk about DeMar's daughter, obviously, but the Raptors went 18 for 36 from the free throw line in game, in that game on a Wednesday night against Chicago. And if they shoot even remotely normally from the free throw line, this is Raptors heat tonight, right? So I, I think the Heat are clearly the better team. And Jimmy's, like I said, the best player. And this, to me, comes down to how the Heat played. If they handle their business at home, they should be the ones to advance. Uh, Tim, are these two teams, I feel like both teams kind of need to blow it up at the end of the year, and I don't think either of them is really going anywhere. Which of the two needs to blow it up more? Uh, I mean, if you're going to pick one of them, I, I guess Chicago, just from the standpoint that, at least with the Heat, you have Jimmy and Bam, uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio. I think you've got high enough ceiling with those two guys where you add a third piece and then maybe you're talking about a team that can really be contending. And again, it's a team that a year ago was uh, one Jimmy Butler three away from the NBA Finals. So I, I think there's at least a higher ceiling in Miami, whereas with the Bulls, yeah, I mean, uh, they might make the playoffs today again and lose to the Bucks for a second year in a row, but especially with the Lonzo Ball injury, with the amount of draft capital they gave up to get to Vucevic, it's just hard to see how the Bulls are going to be able to put together a championship contending team, whereas you look a year ago and Miami was in a position to be that caliber, have that caliber of a season, and in theory is much closer to being back to being that caliber of team again. 
Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio talking to Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us. Shea Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here with you as well. All right, let's go to the second game now. Uh, Thunder taking on the T-Wolves, this game in Minnesota. The big story here, Rudy Gobert. Is he going to play? He returns from that one-game suspension. Uh, from what we understand, he and Kyle Anderson are moving forward. They've made nice, but is it going to make a difference tonight? What do you think about the Rudy Gobert status and how it impacts the T-Wolves? I'll be curious to see how this game shakes out on a variety of fronts. I mean, you look at the way the Thunder play, they tend to play five out, play pretty small, space the floor with a big at all times, or certainly as much as possible. That doesn't really suit Rudy's skill set, doesn't suit Carl Pound's skill set either. Um, but they also have much more size that can maul uh, the Thunder inside at the rim. I mean, I think if Rudy's back is feeling okay, I think he's got a chance to be a pretty disruptive presence for them. He looks like he did in the first half of that game on Sunday when he was clearly not moving well before all the stuff happened with Kyle Anderson. They should probably have a pretty short leash on him. That being said, if he'd played even just a, a handful of minutes that Carl Pounds couldn't play the other night, they probably beat the Lakers. So I, this is what I think is going to be a real interesting game. Shea Gilks Alexander was a first-team All-NBA selection for me. I think he's a superstar in the making, and I think he's got the ability to win this game by himself. But – you know, Minnesota being at home, having the extra day of rest, um, you know, having a lot more size, even though they don't have Jane McDaniels, they don't have Nas Reed, um, and we'll see about Rudy's status, this is a game Minnesota should win. And certainly if they don't if they lose this game to Oklahoma City and they go home for the summer, uh, after the trade they made last year and after as close as they got to beating the Lakers the other night going to be a pretty immensely disappointing end to their season after what was certainly a rocky season to begin with after, you know, really going all in on this Carl Towns and Rudy Gobert front court and not getting a lot to show for it. Tim, which of the first round series, either conference, are you most excited about? Cavs-Knicks. I'm fired up for Cavs-Knicks. I think it's got a chance to be a real all-time classic first round series, 50-50 matchup. You've got Donovan Mitchell playing against the Knicks, all the drama that comes there. A lot of fun X's and O stuff. Knicks offensive rebounding against weak um, defensive rebounding for the Cavs. How does the Julius Randall Evan Mobley matchup fair? Julius has been listed as questionable for tomorrow with that sprained ankle. We'll see if he's able to go. Um, I just think there's a ton of really fun, intricate matchups there to study on top of the drama with Donovan Mitchell. So I really like that one, but. I think it's going to be a really fun first round with Cessna for what should be a really fun playoffs. Lakers Grizzlies going to be great. I think from a you know from a basketball and drama standpoint, We've got the Kings back in the playoffs playing the Warriors. You know we'll see if Paul George can play in that Clippers Sun series. There's just a lot of fun series across the board. I think so. I, I'll take Knicks Cavs, but I think we got a chance to have a pretty special first round ahead of what's got a chance to be a pretty awesome and wide open playoffs this year. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Tim Bontemps, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Enjoy uh, enjoy tonight's playing games and enjoy the playoffs. All right, awesome. Thanks for having me. See you later. That's Tim Bontemps here on Canty and Carlin, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. You can make every moment more. Speaking of the playoffs, I like the Suns to come out of the West. And since we're going to focus in on the Suns, because, you know, I'm just going to assume people agree with me here. This maybe is Chris Paul's last chance. Is it? Does that mean the pressure increases? What do you think? Do you think he's going to have more chances than this year to win the title that he has not won yet, despite how close he's been to it year in and year out? 
The phone number is 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. What do you think, Aaron? Do you think – well, actually, I want to go back to the question you asked Tim really quick. What's your most intriguing first-round series? Which one are you most looking forward to? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be closest to Cavs next, but I'm actually looking forward to Kings Warriors the most because I think – You know, the Kings had such a great year and the Warriors had such a weird year and just seeing the environment in Sacramento and all that and bussing back and forth for the two teams. (laughs) I just think it has a lot of really fun dynamics. And then as Tim said, you know, everyone's just assuming that the Lakers are going to hang right in there with the Grizzlies. Um, Anytime there's potential for LeBron to play in a game seven, I don't know how many of those we've got left. So I think everybody should take a minute to appreciate the opportunity to watch that series. I live on the East Coast and so do you. Mm Mm-hmm. Those games and the sack, the uh, Golden State, are going to be so late, oh. Shay. Like, they I, tip off at 1030. So like, oh, my God. No, it's it's. I need to speak. I need to speak to the commissioner. Adam Silver, let's get on the line. I can't. And you know what? While I'm at it, I'm going to do the NCAA tournament, too. I can't with these late tip times. It's impossible. It's oh. impossible for people on the East Coast. You know, I'm excited I don't about those series. And then I was realizing, like, oh. wait a second. Like, you're in Connecticut. And I'm in Cleveland. Like, are we even going to be awake? If you're on the West Coast, you don't care about this at all, and it doesn't affect you because you live a blessed life. But man, oh man. You look at the ocean and enjoy sunny weather year in and year out, and you get ideal tip times. Congratulations. Yeah, when I was in college, I didn't care about a 1030 tip. Now I've got two kids at home. I can hardly make it to the end of the 7 o'clock tip, let alone there's a better chance I'm awake for like an overnight feeding for the 1030 game than there is that I'm actually going to stay up and watch a game at that time. It's insane. That is what I did. Like during football season, I complain Sunday night football kicks off at 820. I'm complaining about an 820 kick because it's a four-hour game. Like these these NBA games are at least shorter, but they're hours later. It's not okay. I grew up in the Midwest, like central time zone. Tips and kicks, ideal. East Coast, no, I can't. It's too much. I'm glad you brought that up. Anyways, back to Chris Paul. Um, Is this his last chance to win a title? What do you think? I mean, both of us will be asleep as he's trying to win it. I think is what we're learning. Um, Must we stay? Must we stay awake? I don't. I don't think so. I think he's got another couple years left to play, but I think he's clearly in a different phase of his career. Um, Last year in the playoffs, at the beginning of the playoffs, he was playing great. Then you know. There are rumors, mysterious injury, wasn't feeling great by the end of the Dallas series. Yeah. I think now, you know, he's at the point in his career that Jason Kidd was at when he won that championship with the Mavericks in 2011. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Chris has to aim to do. But this is a couple-year experiment in Phoenix with KD. They've only played eight games together. So I don't think it all really rests on this season for Chris Paul because I do think he's going to come back and play again next year. And I actually think next year is their best year, best chance to win a championship. But I think for me, like the window is closing rapidly. Whereas if you look around the league at other teams, combos with coaches and players – that have this same kind of pressure, like Embiid and Doc. Sure, I'll go there. You know, wherever you want to go, Lakers and LeBron, there's no pressure there. Like, there's a chip involved somewhere. Doc's already won a chip. Now, I I tend to think Doc Rivers has done the least with the most. Like, if you look at his rosters and who he's had on them, and he only has one championship to account for, that's my belief. But nonetheless, he's got that monkey off his back. And so I think, you know— 
But don't you think now he's more thought of as the guy who blows the 3-1 series lead and not yep. the guy that's won the big three, you know, championship in Boston? I mean, the Boston title was in 2008. I mean, it was yeah, a, that was ish. a long time. Yeah. It was 15 years ago. Sure, but he still has a championship. And at the end of the day, he keeps getting whatever job he wants. And he still is talked about in the upper echelon of these NBA coaches because he has that chip. And so for me, I, I, I don't think there's the same kind of pressure as there is with Chris Paul, who knows his time is going to run out sooner rather than later. When all these other guys have got other opportunities, maybe other teams still in their future. Mark's in Sacramento. Uh, what do you got, Mark? What are you thinking about? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm sitting here. I was driving here uh, on my way home. Listen to you guys talk about the time difference in these games. <laughs> and, I th- I, and I hear what you guys are saying. But as you guys, if, if, it's, if it's 1030 there, that's 730 here. When do you guys want the games to start? At five-year time? Six, just, I just, I'm asking. When, when should they start your time? Eight like, o'clock's like a good start. window for me. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Okay. That, okay. that is five o'clock California traffic time, honey. Maybe Perfect. two hours trying to get on to watch our team. You understand that? <laughs> but you can put <laughs> on the radio. You can put I'm on the sorry? radio. Put on the radio. You can stay up later, and you can stay up later, too. That's true. How about this? The East Coast game a lot of nights starts at 8, and then the late game starts at 10.30. Can we go 7 and 9.30, and then it starts 6.30 your time? I mean, how late do people in the Pacific time zone actually work? Are people in San Francisco and Sacramento still at the office at 6.15? No, uh, you're I'll done ask, with work I'll, at 5. I'll, I'll ask the question. I will ask the question again. Have you ever driven in San, San Francisco and Sacramento yes. trying to get home? Sometimes it's a two- or three-hour drive going on. Oh, oh, please. Oh, okay, so leave work early. You don't, go, you don't have a playoff game every single night and give or you can break. watch this se- wait watch the second quarter hey, you when you get home yeah, we'll stay up later <laughs> see you mark and give me a break half those people are working from home nowadays anyways i don't want to hear any of this nonsense that they can't stay up late and stream it on your phone i don't care but it's not fair to the entire east coast to have to pull an all-nighter to be caught up on what's going on in the nba playoffs it's just simply not the, the fair. other night that that cockamamie game which was a terrible riveting game that made me dumber between the Lakers and the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves. yeah, it was an, that was a terrible game. I couldn't take my eyes off of it, and it ended at one o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you, I'm not you like you joke about the feed. I have a three month old daughter, and I'm not even kidding. I, there have been multiple games that I leave on my television in the NCAA tournament. I did this too. I'd leave it on. I'd fall asleep. I wake up for the end of the game. I'm like, perfect. What did I miss in that third quarter halftime end of the second? What did I miss? You, it's impossible. It's hard to do this I mean, job. That, that's, it's, it's, some of these games end so late. It's actually early. It's not even late anymore. By the time you cross 2 a.m., like there are people waking up for the next day at that point. Um, back to the Chris Paul thing, because you had, had, had mentioned this, okay? There is Charles Barkley. He calls this the bleep list, right? The word that starts with S, you know, this is the bleep list. It's him. It's Carl Malone. It's Patrick Ewing. It's Steve Nash. Would Chris Paul be the best guy on the bleep list if he doesn't win a championship? Over Barkley and Carl Malone? Yeah. No. Yep. Absolutely no. <laughs> no. I And I like Chris Paul a lot. I like him as a player. I like him as a person. I think he's a good teammate. No. I, can, I like with confidence would say no. Would I mean, he's one yes? of the best. I think he's one of the best 50 players of all time for sure. sure. Not about Barkley. Uh, Stop. I mean, Stop. I, I, say what you want about how many points Carl Malone scored. And maybe it's just all the weirdness with him since he retired. 
but I think he's That's kind of an over. Is. I think he's kind of an overrated player in history. I mean, did you really want Carl Malone at the end of a big playoff game? I mean, I I think it's, but I think it's a lot of post post career that we're thinking of here too. But okay, regardless, you can take Carl Malone, even Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley. I would put. You would put would over put ahead of him. Yeah. And definitely Fine. the baseball ones are the weirdest ones. You know, Bonds didn't win a title. Ken Griffey Jr. never had a World Series at bat. How weird okay, is that? I'll say, and I don't, and this might just be me. I think it's more of a glaring weakness in NBA players than it is any other sport. Yeah. Maybe because the rosters are smaller. NBA players and quarterbacks. And quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah. And quarterbacks. Yeah. But outside of that position in football and in the – like to be, that doesn't diminish Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr. to me at all that they don't have a ring. Is it, it because it's harder – I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it feels like it is more of a, a, of a scarlet letter in the NBA than it is yeah. anything else. Yeah. And, and, and the quarterbacks too. I think you're underrating Chris historically. I think you, because we grew up with the Carl Malones and the Patrick Ewings, I think Chris Paul is at least on their level. Uh, if uh, not, sure. maybe even a little better. But I would not put him above Barkley. Uh, John's in California also wants to complain. I almost used a word I'm not supposed to on radio about um, start times. Why are all the West Coasters calling in? What's going on, John? Well, John. we don't appreciate it either because. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, can you hear me? Hi, I got yeah, you. Yeah, we ahead, got buddy. you. Oh. All right. We don't appreciate it either because basketball is late at night and the NFL, we have to get up at 7 a.m. in the morning to watch a game. So no, no, not 7. Hold on, John. Not 7 a.m. <laughs> what game is going on? If it's in so London, noon. it's at 7 a.m. But other than that, if it's yeah, in the United well, States, your game starts at 10, 30, 10. That's ideal for me and, and Shay. That is 10. What, how could <laughs> well, you complain about a 10 a.m. We don't pregame out here. We, yeah. we, we have to pregame out here. So... So I do. I don't understand if there's marketing logic behind it. Is that something the reason why they do the game so late? Because none of it seems to make sense to us out here. I would take an early Sunday start time as opposed to a late night on the regular with games of importance in the NBA. Can you I don't imagine? Know. Can you living in a world where sports is on at 10 a.m. on a regular basis? And there's palm trees outside your live? window. Why you do live we Cleveland? live where we live? I know <laughs> it's true. You it's get true. Jordan on the line. I, I get Allie on the line. Let's get our families to California. This is, then we, this was a very, then we looked at how much a house costs, and all of a sudden we're out. <laughs> this was a very therapeutic session for me. I don't know about you, um, Aaron. Okay, we're going to move on, though. A former NFL GM had some strong words about one NFC East team. So we go back to the NFL next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. As we get set for the conclusion of the play-in games tonight and the playoffs tomorrow, we've got some breaking news coming from a very intriguing series. We're going to get into that in just a minute here. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Shay Cornett here with you, as is Aaron Goldhammer, filling in for the guys this evening. 888-729-3776 is our phone number if you want to hit us up. Okay, so news from Woj, a Woj bomb, if you will. Knicks all-star forward Julius Randle had a left ankle sprain. He is targeting a return against the Cavs on Saturday for their opening series in the playoffs. Randall has been steadily improving and plans to test his left ankle prior to game time before making a final decision on rejoining the lineup for game one. This is according to our Adrian Wojnarowski. So obviously huge news for this series, one that you and I, I know, Aaron, find very intriguing for a lot of reasons. And look, the Knicks didn't have him for, what, the last five games of this, of the season, and, and they went three and two. But I think the biggest, obviously, issue here now will be was defensively. Obi Toppin couldn't rebound the same way Julius Randle could, and you're going up against two bigs in the Cavs, um, Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, and, and getting Randle back would be huge for them to combat those two guys. My hope is, you know, you want these teams to be at full strength this time of year. We've had so many recent NBA playoff series affect by major injuries and Randall's one of the four best players in this series he may be uh-huh. the third best player in the series especially when he's playing at uh, at full strength so he's also a guy who's been known to play through injuries and he's been known to be tough so one thing I think that is key here too Shay is Tibbs got to watch him carefully yeah uh, because if he does play and I'm gonna assume he will that if he's more of a detriment than he is a benefit, I think it would behoove the Knicks to wait a little bit, even if a couple of days helps him to play more in game two or game three. The other thing I wonder is, is he going to be on a minutes restriction? So those are all things that we'll find out probably when the two teams take the court at six o'clock tomorrow, because it doesn't sound like a final decision on this is going to be made until game time. Yeah, and I know Tibbs will go easy, obviously, with Randall and let him dictate what he feels comfortable with and what he doesn't. But, you know, they've had a little bit more rest. Now they can play Tuesday. This isn't a one-game series. Like, they can kind of be careful with him and see how he feels. Even if he does play a little bit of tick in that first game, how does he respond to that? You know, that whole situation. So we'll see what happens. But, again, we get the news from Woj. Randall is targeting to come back and play for the Knicks in their first game against the Cavaliers tomorrow night in round one of the NBA playoffs. Speaking of New York, let's switch gears and go to the NFL here because former GM Mike Lombardi thinks the Giants locker room, I'm talking football now, has a disease of me approach. I had no idea exactly what this means, but here he is on the GM Shuffle podcast. Let him explain. You pay Daniel Jones, but now you're not going to pay Saquon. You're not going to give Dexter. Everybody in that locker room, Everybody in that locker room knows the reason they won wasn't because of Daniel Jones. He had something to do with it, but he didn't carry the team. The players know this. You can't con the players. They know this. Mm -hmm. And so there it is, right? Chronic feeling of underappreciation. Saquon feels underappreciation. Daniel doesn't, but Saquon does. Dexter does. And so this, this is what happens. And they didn't win enough, and they're not good enough as a team to be able to kind of go through this. Like, they didn't win a championship. 
They won nine freaking games and beat a shitty Minnesota team and got their ass kicked. They're not good enough to have the disease of me. You pay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? And then I'll get my opinion. I Go think ahead. it's April. Yeah. I think it's April, and if I was a Giant fan, I wouldn't worry about whether Saquon's going to a meeting or not. You know, yeah. I just think for a running back, it's see hole, hit hole, and g- given that position, Shay, I mean, you don't really want to give guys long-term deals, especially with his injury history. So, like, I don't, I don't get a sense that that's a team that's pulling apart. I think they have really good leadership. They have the freaking coach of the year right, as their head coach in Brian Dayball. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I see what Michael Lombardi sees. Am I worried a little bit about the Giants? Yeah, mostly because they paid a guy who I don't totally believe in to be their quarterback. Um, do I think they'll win a Super Bowl? No, but I, I'm not sure that I see sort of the selfishness that he's describing, uh, uh, you know, bleeding in there. What I hate, and I know this is just the way of the world, so save me your opinions on this is just, you know, you need to evolve. A player has one good season, and it's like we're all up in arms about why he's not getting a max contract. Like, relax, okay? Saquon Barkley was brought in to do exactly what he did last year. That's why he was such a high draft pick. And, yes, I do think he deserves a good payday, okay? He will get it eventually somewhere by someone, I'm sure, and especially if he continues to prove it this year while he is with the Giants. Brian Dable was brought in to do exactly what he does, I agree with you. I I was surprised by what they decided to do with Daniel Jones. However, I also trust Brian Dable, someone who completely re-engineered, it feels like, Josh Allen to be the quarterback that he is now. Maybe he sees and can do the same thing with Daniel Jones. Sure, he's seen him more up close and personal than I have in a lot of different ways. So maybe he sees something everyone else doesn't. Um, But I... This is a little too far for me to be like, oh, yeah, I agree with Mike Lombardi. This has been going on forever in this Giants locker room. Like, I don't know that to be certain. This is the first time they've kind of been in this situation where they've surprised everyone with the way they're winning. They've been so lousy for so long. The excitement that's around this team, let's soak it in for a minute. Like, you know, like, let's take that in and look on the pot. Like, why are we going directly to the negative and who's not getting paid? Saquon's going to get his eventually. It just might not be today. Sure. If you're a quarterback, if you're new to a team, I think it's really important that you show up for the beginning of the offseason program. If you're Saquon Barkley and this is your sixth year as a New York Giant and your job is like see hole, hit hole, you're a running back. I think it's fine for you to not be there. You know, sometimes quarterbacks miss the we've seen Tom Brady or Roethlisberger not show up for any of this stuff arrive the first Aaron day of Rogers, training camp me? yeah and didn't be just fine we don't need to have football practice in april it's ridiculous there's no game for six months so i wouldn't overreact to whether saquon shows up for the meeting where you know dable says hey welcome back these are the rules the quarterback the receivers if you're new i think it's important but I'm not going to pile on a guy who's been in the same organization for six years and I think really can be counted on as long as he's healthy to play at a high level. I agree. I also, you know, I'm also one of the people, like, I don't even think we need the preseason. Like, I think it's good for certain, like, I don't think it's necessary to have veteran players at preseason games that are already guaranteed a roster spot. Like, I'm in that camp. So to make a big deal out of this, to me, feels like a complete waste of time, um, given the the time of year that we are in, most definitely. It's Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornett and Aaron Goldhammer here with you. And I think everyone's going to make fun of me next because um, I have a little bit of a problem with procrastination. We'll talk about it next here on ESPN Radio.
Jesse and Carlin, the podcast. Well, aren't these some fun jams for 5, 6 o'clock on a Friday night? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, Shea Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer, filling in for the guys. Here, um, okay, before we get to anything else, let's hear from Corey. He's in Virginia, and he's got an idea for us, Aaron, on what we can rename this play-in tournament. There we, we go. Have, we have issues with it rolling off our tongue, especially as it comes to a close here after tonight. Go ahead. What do you got, Corey? Hey, Corey. Oh, yes, I was thinking um, since – you know, we had the playoffs, and these teams are trying to do what? They're trying to play on. Mm. So the simple name for this round would be the first round of the play-on tournament, and then the second round would be the second round of the play-on tournament. Yeah, because that that actually helps if we have a we say first round, second round, because we're like this team lost, and then they're playing this team who won. I it's think just it should the be the thing. finale, though. Isn't that kind finale. of the right way to put it? Because you don't, you really would rather be. Thank you for the call, Corey. You really would rather be the seven seed, but this is like the finale. This is like the end of the road, the last chance. Oh, <laughs> is, we go. Yeah, that's we're at the end of the road um, tonight, and you can hear it right here on ESPN Radio um, because it is the last day before the playoffs start. It is the last day also before your taxes are due, people. That's it is. And <laughs> Shay came to realize this today. So it was like 1.30 in the afternoon. And as you know, when you're doing a show like this, preparation's very important. If you don't put in the proper prep, you could go on the air nationally and make a complete fool of yourself. <laughs> so we have a meeting scheduled at 1.30 where we all come together. We talk about the news of the day, the topics. We book the guests. We get the sound together. It's a very important <laughs> Zoom meeting where we're all focused in on the show. It's our last-minute prep time to make sure everybody's ready to go for a show that starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> We get an email at about one twenty seven, like I don't know. It seemed to me to be right before we were supposed to go <laughs> it was on. Not that close. Shay <laughs> had been on hold with the IRS trying to file her taxes. Now it's April fourteenth. Taxes are due April fifteenth. Every Jay, year, you have, you have Every one year. <laughs> more day to not get even. them done. So like bad. I don't know, TurboTax is a sponsor of ours. And he has been like, I don't know, take him up on it. H&R so Block. Get someone else. Why were you on? Who were you trying to call at the IRS Look. on April 14th? <laughs> what do you think? They're going to be it? just ready to talk to you? <laughs> Listen, first of all, I tried calling early in the morning and I got right through to someone. But of course, I had like two screaming children hanging on me. I was trying to get out of the door. I'm like, I'll have to do this later. They literally asked me my social security number and I said the wrong number because I was like doing too many things. And then I think they thought I was like a fraudulent human so i'm like i'm gonna have to call back later well by the time nap time rolled around it was midday and like no i'm not reaching anyone at the freaking irs midday the day before taxes are due now i will say i've had a good excuse i just had a baby there's a lot of things out and women will understand this the name change thing constantly is a problem because i have like one company calling me cornet one company calling me pepler uh, there's new babies in the mix like it was it's a complicated process for me this year with the taxes so i needed to talk so to someone started on january 1st i know like i, I don't yeah. how long could you explain to me how long were you sitting on hold because well, I, imagine I had to hang up most this was understand? most of your afternoon no i had to hang up i was going i literally hung up at 250 because we were going on the air i hung i heard this 
dumb elevator this music one, for this two, hours hours. Two, two hours and seven minutes. Two hours hours and seven minutes on hold. And I hung up. I had to work. I'm like, well, I have to pay these taxes somehow. I got I to gotta work. So then I emailed my accountant. I was like, can you, I don't know what to, I, I have to work till seven. They closed the phones at seven. I, I, he's like, don't worry about it. You'll file an extension. We'll get it done in a week. I'm like, okay. So that's where I'm at. Okay. I, I really, I waited to the last minute, which I, I, no one cares, but I hammer my husband about this all the time because he's the worst. And now I'm becoming it. I'm this person that has to listen to this. D- and why this music? Can't we get some like Biggie or something on the line? No. Why this music all the time? No, no it's got to be girl from Impanima goes walking. Or is there someone who jumps in in the midst of this who goes, thank you for calling yep. the IRS. <laughs> Yeah. We take you know they all you? your money and spend it on defense. You know what they, they do? The they guys, you hear this, and then you'll hear like, if you filed your tax returns and you're trying to find out when your refund is coming, please log on to IRA. I'm like, nope, that's not why I'm calling because I haven't filed mine yet because that's why I'm calling tell you. you like, because some of these places, like uh, my insurance company that shall remain nameless because it may or may not be a sponsor of ours. Yeah. The, they'll tell me if you want to leave your number, we'll call you back when one oh, no, of our no, no. agents no. is available. The IRS <laughs> doesn't operate that way. You think convenience plays into the IRS the day before taxes are due? Please, Aaron. Absolutely not. And they I was won't waiting tell for you that. how long, like, you are two hours, 17 minutes away from talking <laughs> to an actual human. When I called... This morning, again, I got right on with someone, and then I said the wrong social security number, and I realized I need to reevaluate life and get off the phone. And then when I called back, it was like, your hold time is approximately between 30 and 60 minutes, which I'm like, okay. So that's when I emailed you. That seems reasonable. That was fine. I'm like, I'm going to aim for 30. Let's think positive. That's when I emailed you guys, like, hey, let's push our meeting back 30 minutes because it sounds like that's right around the sweet spot when someone's going to answer. Well, when no one answered after 60 minutes, I'm like, forget it. Get on Zoom. Let's do the Dan meeting because I I can't handle this anymore and I had to hang up and now I have to file an extension. Well, I did file an extension and here we are. It's um, a mess. And I, you know what? Is there a worse day? Like Friday the 13th? Not great. Unless you like the number, unless you're like Taylor Swift or something. Then tax day. Horrible. It's a horrible day. It gives me heart palpitations every year. I'm never ready for it, even though it falls on the same day every year. I'm never ready. I'm never. I mean, and I buy my Christmas sh- sh- presents sh- in November. S- s- some okay? of us have filed. I filed my taxes on like March 12th. Like this what? was not. And by the way, I don't want the excuse. I just also my family. We just had a second kid. We have a uh, accountant. Now I pay. OK, so this is <laughs> part of it is that I am responsible for paying for this. But they make the appointment and put it on my calendar. We have the conversation and make sure that the taxes get filed. And I want to file early, Shay. You know why? Because I get a refund, especially when you have a new kid in Ohio. It was like my new kid got me an extra couple thousand dollars. Like I wanted that money in the bank so that I could pay daycare and buy golf shoes. And so I wanted to file as soon as possible. Here's what I'm curious about. Do you think someone is out there listening? who has yet to start their taxes. 
100%. And I'm with you. Whoever that is, I'm with you and I feel your pain. I they're, they're like, I'm with Shay. I have heart palpitations. This day gives me anxiety. I can't believe I've waited this long. They're waiting till they clock out at work I, to begin this I process before hear, they go to bed. I want to hear from the person That's what's that happening. has yet to even start the tax process. They at are Triple H, say ESPN. You are kindred spirits with Shay Cornette. We are kindred you. spirits. And you're lucky you get the, you get your tax return back on this child you had because mine was born like two days after the new year. I was rooting for New Year's oh. Eve. That was my due date. I got to wait till next year to claim to claim the little one. But you know what? Whatever. It'll come around eventually. This was fun. Did this feel good? Letting me know how bad I am as a, an American civilian th- to wait I mean, at long? least you pay your taxes. That's true. Hey, at least I'm paying my... It doesn't matter when you do it as long... Better late than never, people. Better late than never. More Canty and Carlin on the other side. Stick around. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.